Hi, everybody. This is the podcast Strong Christian Female, and today is a day to talk about overcoming giants and believing in God's word. Today's a day that for some people is stressful. It is Inauguration Day in the United States of America, and there's a lot of things that went funky during our election. Whether or not those things will ever be proven out or what will come to pass for those things, today's a day of fear for a lot of people. Not hope, not excitement, not same old, same old, but fear. We are not to fear man. We are to only fear God. God is our judge. So as long as we are living our life as unto him and really seeking and following him, we will reap the rewards of his joy and peace, his love, his kindness. It's, it's a pretty amazing trade-off. We give him our broken, messed up humanity, and he gives us back the beautiful Savior, Jesus Christ. So what we're going to do today is we're going to start by talking about Caleb. And then in our next series, our next set, we're going to talk about specifically the fear of man. Caleb, of course, had to face the fear of man, but I feel like today we're meant to talk about how to face the doubt and fear of other men and how they put that on you. They almost bully you into it. They pressure you to turn back to broken ways instead of facing the giants that God has put in front of you and running with the Lord because the Lord is with you. This this theme is actually happens more than once. Obviously, David versus Goliath. But what about Joshua and Caleb? They had to face giants too. They were the spies sent out. So they saw the giants and they said, with God, we can overcome them. And unfortunately, the other 10 persuaded the people to back off, back down, be quiet. And then they were forced to wander in the wilderness because of their doubt. Except for Joshua and Caleb, they were the only ones of that generation to go see the promise that God had given them. So let's jump in and get encouraged today. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Strong Christian Female Podcast. I'm your host, Charity, and this is a community of women who want to be warriors for Jesus Christ. We are kicking off the desire to be comfortable and embracing a wholehearted abandonment to Him alone. Not through legalism, not through works, but through His grace and mercy. We're going to overcome the lies of this culture and replace them with the eternal truth of God's Word. So. Whether you're a student, a stay-at-home mom, a grandma, an entrepreneur, whether you're new to the walk of Christianity, or a veteran spiritual warrior, you are welcome here. Let's get started. And let's get started. It is going to be a, a crazy week, a crazy month, a crazy day. Ladies, I don't think this thing ends today. I just... No matter how you look at it, whether it's the spiritual realm or the, the physical realm, this thing doesn't end today. But let's talk about some folks in the Bible. There are so many people. You could so easily insert stories like Esther, right? John the Baptist, Paul, people who stood faithful in the midst of fear and looked straight down the barrel, so to speak, at what God had given them to t- put their target on. And they didn't flinch. Even though the people around them flinched, they didn't flinch. So some of my reading is is based on kind of a daily 15-minute devotion done by a man named Dutch Sheets. So I want to give, I, I want to be respectful to him. But this is not a new story for any of you. This may have just some details you, you didn't really pay attention to when you were a kid and you heard the story, or even if you've read it recently. 
So we're, we're going to be taking this out of numbers, numbers uh, 13 and 14 specifically. But Caleb was one of 12 spies that Moses sent out into the land that God had promised Israel. Okay, but Caleb was different. So was Joshua, right? Joshua goes on to become the leader of Israel when Moses passes away before they enter the promised land. But Caleb was also very unique and different. He didn't go with what everyone else was saying. He went against the grain and made it into what some people might call, you know, God's hall of difference makers. You know, he's similar to a Nehemiah. He's, he's someone who holds faithful and strong. Job, oh my gosh, holding faithful and strong no matter what the world throws at him. And no matter what these other qualified people tell him. I mean, we're living in a world where very educated experts are constantly shoving down our throat their version of truth, even if it goes against God's word. And we're saying, that's not true. That's not how God made our bodies. That's not how God does things. That's not how this works. But they're constantly just saying, you're wrong. I'm smarter than you. And it's not true. It's a lie. It's a ruse. But it's also something that we have to choose. Do we give in to what man is saying or do we follow strongly to what God is saying? So in Numbers 14, 24, God said that Caleb has a different spirit. Now, in saying that Caleb is different, the Lord wasn't just comparing him to the entire people of Israel. He was actually talking about a comparison between him and the 10 spies that were with him and Joshua being sent into this land. The other spies, as we find out, they conform. They're weak. They're, they, they, are, they are weak-minded men. They may be strong in other ways, but they are weak-minded men. And they're still slaves in their mind and in their heart. So they're spineless, right? They, they want to do things for God, but as soon as they see even the littlest obstacle, well, I mean, the tallest obstacle, they say, no way, there's no way. Now, they, they do believe in God, but they don't understand God's greatness because they think, this is my opinion here, it seems as if they think in their own strength, God will do something, not in his strength. They don't look at this as a supernatural moment, right? They look at this as a very literal moment and they count up the obstacles and they're like, there's no way. So here they are, they're going into the land, they spy out the land. Do they see the giants? Heck yes. You know, it's believed that they were over nine feet tall and they are afraid. They see the fortified city. They see this strong army and they are like, there's no way God's going to let us in. They believe that these giants and these walls that have been built by them are bigger than God. What's going on right now in your world, either your personal life, your country, I don't know where you live, hopefully, hopefully we got some listeners outside of the United States. I don't know where you live, but in your city, in your country, in your district, what are they trying to pass through your school system that's going to harm children? What laws are they standing next to saying, ha ha, we have this law now. You can't stop us with your stupid religion. That happens all the time in the abortion fight. That happens all the time in the fight against protecting our children from, from really extreme, non, at the very least, non-scientific rhetoric that's being shoved down their throat from kindergarten when they're being taught that there's nine genders in kindergarten. There's not nine genders. There's two. And little kids, sexual education should not even be introduced when they're five years old. It's an over-sexualization of our kids. That's a giant, right? Because people are being told it's normal. Pornography addiction, that is a giant. What is the giant in your life? 
or in your neighborhood or in your city or right now in your country that it looks impossible. So let's do some basic math. 10 out of 12 is a lot of people. I mean, that is a staggering percentage. 10 twelfths. It's a lot. If you were given 10 twelfths of a pie, that isn't, that's pretty much the whole pie. Only Caleb and Joshua were saying, no, 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 God told us we can do this. Caleb was different. He wasn't a conformist to what other people said. He only cared about what God said. And he was, it seems as if they were energized. They were like, no, no, this is true. But those other 10, what did they do? They spread this doubt. They spread this, you know, this true report. See, this is something you need to notice. Caleb and Joshua were not giving a different report of what they saw. Caleb and Joshua were simply saying it could be done. So the 10 fearful spies were also leaders in Israel. They also had influence. In Numbers 13, too, it talks about that. But they did not possess the faith they needed to advance into the land of promise and challenged these demonized giants. Demonized giants were controlling this land, and it was fortified by a wall. I'm just going to let that one sit there for a while. They were leaders, these, these other 10 spies. They were leaders, okay, but they wouldn't lead. They were as if they were fathers who wouldn't fight. They were people who wouldn't take control and say, yes, we can do this with God. Nothing is possible. They simply said, we don't care what God said. We're too scared. They're too big. They were fearful. They were faithless. They were so faithless. They said they wanted to go back to Egypt where their slave masters fed them and clothed them. They did not want to fight. They didn't want to risk their lives for the cost of freedom. They instead wanted to turn around and go back and be slaves. Can you even wrap your head around that? Oh, wait, I can. Because people are more willing to stay in the habitual life they're used to rather than find freedom through Jesus Christ on the other side, on the other side of addiction, on the other side of a bad marriage that God could turn around. You guys, that is a wall with some serious lies and giants. If you're in a marriage that you know God puts you together, but it is rough. It is rough. It is hard. It is unpleasing. There are a lot of lies that have been built around you that maybe you even have in your mind or your husband has in his. Man, that's a giant. Pornography addiction is a giant. The cultural lies that are being screamed at our kids and ourselves all day. And you're like, how do I overcome this? I can turn off the news, I can turn off the media, I can turn things off and I can try to not listen. But other than that, how do I actually make a difference? These are too big for me. And you're right, they are too big for you, but they're not too big for God. But what is the alternative? That you stay there, that your mind stay in bondage, that your soul is in bondage, that you never find freedom, that you don't stand and fight with your sword of the spirit and armor up. So, The people of Israel were no longer slaves physically, but they were still slaves in their heart. Their wills had been broken over and over and over again. And when the will has been broken by the hammer of slavery or fear, then freedom can be silenced in any of our lives. See, our country in America was founded on things like give me liberty or give me death. But but that is also echoed, right, by, but the British are too powerful. Other people say, give me my mountain, right? But people are saying, the giants are too big. What in your life are you shouting for? God is big enough to save my marriage. But everybody around you is like, it's just too hard. It's so hard. 
You look so tired. You need to go rest. You need to not worry about it. He's better off without you, maybe, is what your mind is saying, or vice versa. You're better off without him. But God is saying, no, I can heal your marriage. I brought you together. You have gone astray, meaning you as a couple. I want to heal, correct, and make stronger this problem. What about pornography addiction? It's not just turning off the computer. Ladies, women are addicted to pornography too. I don't know who needs to hear that one. But turning off the computer and avoiding things isn't working anymore. You have to face that giant head on. Obviously not by looking at it. But by having someone with you who says, yes, you can overcome this with Jesus Christ. This giant and these walls are way too big for you, but not with Jesus. So Caleb was different. Not only was he willing to fight the giants, but he offered to tackle the biggest one. He requested the town of Kiriath Arba. Probably saying that wrong. He wanted that town for his battle assignment. Why is this significant? The city of Arba was the greatest of all giants. And I'm quoting here because that's what the name means. Arba means the greatest of all giants. In Joshua 14, 15, it references that. The biggest and baddest of these anti-God behemoths ruling in the region had chosen a mountain from which to rule, the highest city in all the territory. And then they renamed the city after Arba. Arba renamed the city after himself. Prior to this, its name was Hebron, meaning covenant friendship. And we've heard of Hebron throughout the word if you've ever read it. So Caleb's attitude went something like this. Let's go kill these evil giants and possess the land. And I'll take the biggest one on. Caleb was a bad dude in a best of ways. I can't say the word we're probably all thinking. This man knew no fear. He came back energized to take on this city and see what God was going to do. He was ready, just like <laughs> like Braveheart, just grabbing that sword and running, 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 running. He was ready to go. But he was beaten down by another opinion of the same information. See, how many times do we see information in our life and we say to ourselves, I can't do this. It's impossible. And it is impossible. And maybe it takes that one friend going, no, 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 no. With Christ, all things are possible. Let's see what his word says. And your desire lines up with his word. Your desire lines up with his word. Your desire lines up with his word. This is key. See, God gave the people of Israel a word. And Caleb's desire lined up with his word. Joshua's desire lined up with his word. They weren't making stuff up off the top of their head, inventing their own theology, as it were. See, if your desire lines up with the word of God, then God is there. God is ready to take on what you perceive to be giants, but they weren't giants to God. They were nothingness, but God wanted to use his people to take them out. Again, what giants are in our land that everyone else around us is like, it's impossible. I'm here to tell you, I have heard for 20 years, people shoved down my throat that it is impossible that abortion will ever be overturned in this country because it is legal. But its entire basis was founded on a lie, on a sham lie, on non-science. We have not only furthered science to prove that you're murdering an innocent child, but we have proven that these two cases were based on nothing but fiction. So they brought a fictional false information to a court, pushed it through, got this done based on science that was at that time, compared to what we have now, antiquated at best. But we, I hear Christians all the time going, there's nothing that can be done. Maybe you can save one girl from getting abortion, but you can't, what? No, we're slaughtering babies and selling their body parts. It's proven there's 11 different states that have been going through the court process. I'm not only proving that, because it happens. This is an evil giant. 
And there are certain corporations that are profiting. The evil giant with its big walls seems really hard to overcome. You want to talk about the highest city on the hill? The highest point that was once something good that is now an evil, evil place? And I'm just using that as our national battle. What is your personal battle that people are saying won't work? All right, so let's push through here and finish this up. Later when, in the next generation, Caleb takes on Kiriath Arba and defeats it. His nephew, Othniel, also conquered a giant-controlled city. Then he renamed that city Debir, which means the innermost sanctuary. Israel's actual innermost sanctuary was the Holy of Holies, which is found in the tabernacle of Moses. So the Holy of Holies has always been where God's presence and glory dwelt, right? Othniel, the, the, the nephew here of Caleb, he wanted to rule an entire city where God's presence and glory dwelt. So by faith, he called it Debir. So Othniel was like his uncle. He was a God seeker, a presence lover, and he was hungry for God Almighty. Caleb's reproduce people like themselves as much as anyone else does. We say, if you were raised by an alcoholic, there's a high likelihood you'll be an alcoholic. I do not believe that. But I do understand that because of the habit, the influence, and the way in which you were raised, you are seen, you, are, you watch what's done, and you follow suit. Now, what I mean when I say I don't believe that, what I mean is I believe God can break that off you, and you don't have to follow suit. However, it is true. Who you hang around, you become. And if this nephew hung around his uncle Caleb, he became like his uncle Caleb. See, Caleb's reproduce people who are like themselves. People around them become God seekers, presence lovers, and people who are hungry for him. But you have to maintain your influence. Your influence may be three people, but if your influence is a godly influence, you will reproduce God-like desires in others. And that's what we are also called to do. So years later, when Caleb was finally allowed to conquer Kirith Arba, after 40 years of the rest of those folks wandering in the wilderness with him, he changed the city's name back to Hebron. And there, this warrior enjoyed a wonderful friendship with God, as did many others. Abraham is actually buried there. I don't know if you know that. Abraham was called a friend of God. Warriors like Caleb who face fears and conquer giants prepare the way for others to find and enjoy friendship with God. So many generations later, Hebron would take on even more significance. King David established his first throne there. When Caleb conquered Hebron, I'm curious if did he even know that he was making a way for the future king to rule and then through his lineage, the future Messiah. See, pioneers, people who who are forerunners of change, who are shifters in the kingdom, they don't always see the fullness of what they're preparing. Their pioneering nature keeps them building roads and blazing trails. Our country is a trailblazer. It always has been. Are there sinful people in our country? Yes. Did sinful people once rule parts of our country? Yes. Were there sinful allowances in our country that we have now overcome that giant? Yes. And we're going to do it again. But we can't give up just because we don't see where this trail ends. We must keep blazing this trail, ladies. We must keep calling on God to help us. We must keep saying, God, have mercy. We can't give up on God because he's quiet right now, nor can we give up on the giants in the city that we are to overcome. We think because there's too many giants, there's too many whatever in our way that it's over. 
I, for one, don't want to wander in the desert for 40 years waiting for everybody else to realize, oh gosh, I guess God was right. I want to look at his word. I want to know what he has said to me. I want to hear his voice and I want to cling to that instead of what everyone else's report is. Look, you and I may have the same report as everybody else around us with one key difference. We know God will and can win this battle, and we would like to please be on his team instead of everybody else's sit on the bench and wait this one out team. We don't know the exact way this is going to end, but what we do know is what God has called us to do, to fight for the innocent, to shut down the lies of the enemy, to pray for the sick and have them healed. So ladies, I want us to be encouraged that the road ahead may be a little foggy, but if God has called us down that road and he has a victory, we're going. We're going. We're not listening to the other 10 people around us out of the 12. The 10 twelfths need to just take time out from your life right now. Think about what God has called you to overcome in your life. What lies he is telling you aren't true. And how every day the enemy bombards you with someone or some thought. Some of you are just, your brain won't shut up so that you can even hear God's voice. I've been there. Some of you are depressed, scared, and fearful. But where there is fear, you're not hearing God's voice. So let's pray for that. God, I pray that we hear God's voice. And like Caleb and Joshua, we know what you've said. We see the truth, but we know that you can overcome the circumstances around us. We aren't, we aren't fantasy livers. We are faith livers. We see the truth around us, but we call out what you have called us to, which is greater than the temporary reality around us. We see through the lies. We see through the shams. We see anything that is coming at us that is not of you. And we call it dead in Jesus' name. We say to the lies in our life, be gone. We, again, we are not deniers of reality, but we are proclaimers of your truth. And your truth will break down the walls and slay the giants, no matter what that giant is in our lives, our communities, our children's lives, our country, our world. There are some main dragons out there. There are wars and rumors of wars. There is an assault on innocence. But Jesus, you are bigger, and we will not stand still and just let it happen. We will not wander another 40 years in the wilderness, shrugging our shoulders and going, well, I guess we can't do anything about it. God, you give us unique calls, and we will live them out, just like Caleb and Joshua. And we will turn our city around for you. We will turn our house into a sanctuary for you. We will turn our city around to the Holy of Holies for you. We will turn it around. And God, we pray that we are raising up kings and queens in our own cities, in our own towns, in our own house that will follow and honor you. We are changing the atmosphere by changing our families, by changing our churches, and by changing our communities for Jesus Christ Sickness cannot abide here anymore, neither can any other lies. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, ladies, let's go slay some giants. I'll see you next time. 